Are you ready for the word? Go in your Bible to uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 8. And we're going to jump in Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 8. You guys are good. We'll bring you back in a little bit. Clap at home for the worship team for being the greatest. Zoe worship. Don't sleep on them. You better subscribe on Spotify to some Zoe worship. Okay. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. We are concluding this series that we've been in called All That Remains. Talking about three things that will last forever. Faith, hope, and what's the third one? Put in the chat, all caps, love. Faith, hope, and love. We're concluding this series today. And this is my first time preaching in a couple Sundays. I want to just acknowledge that the mother of this house, my beautiful wife, Pastor Julia, preached incredibly two Sundays ago. Make some noise for Pastor Julia. And anybody love Dr. Darius Daniels last Sunday? We love you, Dr. Darius. Thank you for preaching. Okay, we're going to conclude this series. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Spanish, last word is siempre. Forever, Holmes. Jesus Cristo is the same ayer. I'm going Spanish today. Hoy y siempre. Yesterday, I got a C in the back. I don't know who, who that was. Yesterday today and forever jesus does not change god does not change look at what god says about himself in malachi chapter 3 for i am the lord i do not change therefore you are not consumed because i'm a good god i'm a gracious god i'm a compassionate god i'm a faithful god i'm a merciful god anybody thankful today that jesus doesn't change and god doesn't change come on clap if you're just grateful that we have a god that refuses to change i'm going to teach you today about what does not change and what does change in fact, the last scripture we're going to look at in our intro, and I want you just to get that thought in your mind that Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that our God says, I'm the Lord your God, and I will not change. Watch here now, coupling that with 1 Timothy 4, verse 15. Make all of this your constant meditation and make it real with your life so everyone can see that you are moving forward. Other translations here say, give yourself entirely to these things, meditate on them, that your progress may be evident to all. In other words, God does not change, but he's changing us. God refuses to change. He said, I'm going to be everlasting. I'm going to be compassionate. I'm going to be slow to anger and rich in love. I'm going to be a God full of compassion. I'm going to be a God of mercy. I'm going to be a God of new beginnings. I do not change, but I'm going to change you. Anybody thankful today that we can bank on God being faithful forever? In fact, I want to preach a message right down the title. It's this. I hate change. That's why I never do it. In fact, some of us are like, you know what? I do not like change whatsoever. In fact, the other day I got on my, um, I got on my uh, app to order my blue bottle, and my blue bottle near me changed their hours. And I felt like a 70-year-old man because as soon as I saw the hour change 30 minutes, I was like, are you kidding me? 30 minutes later, who do these people think they are? Most of us despise change. That's why we rarely do it. 
Most people despise change because they go, I tried to change and I couldn't. I attempted change and it didn't work. Maybe you live in a non-change environment. I want to encourage you that change is coming. And God is not changing you because he's mad at you. God loves you just the way you are. He just loves you way too much to leave you that way. He is changing you from glory to glory. And if you hate change and you resist change, just a heads up, you'll never step in to your full potential. You'll never walk in what God has destined and dreamed for your life. But if you surrender and you say, God, I know you ain't changing, but you're changing me, then you'll actually develop into the person God wants you to become. I want to tell you that maybe you've resisted change and maybe you don't like change. It's bigger than, I remember when I was in college, I, you know, I moved to L.A. And, um, in 1998. First time I moved to L.A. in 1998, I was, you know, 18 years old, fresh out of high school. I had hair down to here. Don't, don't holler at me. Don't hate me. You know, you know, I got some curls. And I moved in 1998 down to L.A. And I remember I was down here, for, you know, the, for the fall semester. And I went home for Christmas. And my mother, my, me, mama, my mom, when I got home, I'm just throwing out Spanish today, okay, people. When I got home, my mom had totally rearranged my room and changed it all up and put stuff in boxes. And I was like, who do you think you are? That's my room. And my mom was like, this is my house. <laughs> Maybe you hate change. Maybe you despise change, but I want to encourage you today that God is so good and so big, he refuses to change, but by his love and by his mercy, he will change you. I'm going to teach you how he changes you in just a moment, but let's just first get a glimpse of his grace and of his love and say, Lord, we surrender to who you are. Change us. We want your dream. We want your vision, and we want your plan. Come on, let's pray together in Jesus' name. Father, thank you so much for who you are. We receive your love. We receive your grace, and we receive your undeniable power. We ask today, by the power of your spirit, will you help us understand that you have a greater plan? You have a greater dream and a greater destiny for every person that is here today. Help us to receive your love, and your grace that empowers us to change. We love you so much in Jesus' name. And thank you for all the ZLC students that are coming this fall. May it be the best class, even in the midst of a pandemic, in Jesus' name. And everybody said together, clap one more time in the MC. Clap for all the new ZLC students that are coming this fall. We can't wait to see you. I'm going to give you three things to write down today. Write down number one, our God does not change. Love this about God. He's like, just a heads up. Everything else can change, but I refuse to change. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. 28. Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creators of the ends of the earth, never faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and those who have no might, he increases strength. God's like, have you not heard? Did you not know this about me? I don't get tired. I don't grow weary. I'm not tired of loving you. Maybe you're like, I'm tired of loving myself. I hate myself. God's not tired of loving you. Maybe like, I'm tired of showing up and trying to be faithful to God and serve God. God's like, I'm not tired of delivering and providing and protecting. I don't grow weary in showering you with my blessing. 
That's what the Bible says in Galatians 6, verse 10. It says, for us, to us. It says, do not grow weary in doing good, for in due season you'll reap a harvest. So for us, we need to hear, he don't grow weary in doing good. God doesn't need to hear that message. That God's like in heaven, like, oh, that's a message for y'all. That's not a message for me. I don't get tired. I, I wake up like fresh mercy. I wake up like new blessing. I wake up like here's peace. Here's joy. Here's strength. Here's wisdom. I don't change. You can change, but I won't change. So the first thing you got to know about God is God's just saying to you, I'm not going to change. You can be faithless. I remain faithful. You can get all kinds of anxiety. It doesn't change me. I'm still peace. You can get poverty stricken. I still got abundance. I do not change. The first thing you got to understand about our God, he is immovable. He is unshakable. He does not change. People can change. Seasons can change. Technology can change. Trends and fads can change, but God's like, I don't change. Have you ever noticed how much of life is just changing? Like the, everything's changing. I saw this last week that for the first time since 1923, Georgia Tech and, the, and Georgia won't play football. And all kinds of people in Georgia are like, we can't believe that because we're in different conferences, our teams aren't going to play. Yeah, because guess what? Everything's changing. Culture changes. Technology changes. TikTok's about to get banned. Some of y'all need to find something else to do. Shots fired at a few people here in the live audience. Everything changes. Everything changes. Everything changes but God. People can change. Seasons can change. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, put it there on the screen. It says there is a time and a season for everything under the sun. There is a time to live, a time to die, a time to dance, a time to mourn. There's a time for everything under the sun. So just a heads up, there is going to be seasons that change. You're going to have a season of abundance and a season of nothing. You're going to have a season of community and a season of loneliness. You're going to have all kinds of different seasons. Seasons will change. People will change. You ever notice how the people that you were close to a few years ago are not usually the same people you're close to three, four years later? Why? Because they changed. And sometimes people change for the better. A lot of times people change for the worse. A lot of times some husband loses his mind and leaves the family. Some wife can't handle it all and leaves the family. Some job opportunity comes and somebody leaves their city and goes somewhere else. One out of every five people in L.A. is leaving right now. Things change. The other day I was on an uh, airplane for two hours. No Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi. Nobody gave me a heads up. Sir, just a heads up before you get on this flight. You will not have Wi-Fi for two hours. You might want to download some things on Netflix or something because you have no. No one gave me a heads up. So there I am on a plane for two hours. No Wi-Fi. Just me and my device. No connection. So what did I do? I went back and looked at old photos. You know, my kids and my beautiful wife. And I started to look at photos like in January and February this year. And I started to cry. I'm like, oh, my gosh. We were living a really good life. Life was awesome before COVID-19. Things change. People change. Seasons change. God does not change. 
He said, I am immovable. I am unshakable. I am the Lord your God. I don't grow weary. I don't get tired. I love blessing you. I love loving you. I love delivering you. I love being merciful. I love being slow to anger. Somebody thank him today that even when you change, he doesn't change. Come on, give him some praise in the ministry center. He's not going to change. Our God does not change no matter what you go through. And that's why, put this down in your notes, his word doesn't change. Oh, I love this. First Peter chapter 1, all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers and its flower will fall away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Listen, his word will never change. His promises will never change. The other day, my son was like, Dad, you broke your promise to me. And I was like, what promise did I break to you? He's like, you promised me that I could sleep in my sleeping bag at, at, at the end of your bed. You broke your promise. I was like, bro, I didn't break no promise. You forgot to remind me. That's on you. Okay, I would have kept my promise if you remind me of my promise. But I have a notepad of all my promises I give you, son. God keeps his promises his word is true. He will never abandon you. That's why, listen, in these times that are changing, you need something that will not change. His word will never change. God's word has relevant answers for today's tough questions. He's not going to change it. As culture shifts, his word doesn't shift. Listen, I want to just tell you, it is a different season, same God. The rest, the rest of your life will be a different season with the same God. The rest of your life, you'd be like, wow, this is different, but God was the same. Listen, listen, when David faced Goliath, it was a different story, but it was the same God. When Moses went to the Red Sea, it was a different season, same God. When, when Daniel was in a lion's den, it was a different season, but same God. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in a fiery furnace, it was different season, same God. When Joseph was in prison, different season, same God. Has anybody found God to be faithful and kind and loving, different season same God the rest of your life you will be able to bank on the reality of God in your life so let me encourage you this is a different season but you are serving the same God the same God that was there for David and Daniel, the same God that was there for Joseph and Shadrach, the same God that was there for Jesus to bring him out of literally a, a an empty tomb, the same God that was there for Peter when he denied Jesus. It's a different season for you. It's the same God. And he will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He will not alter because you've changed. He says, I'm not going to change. You can change your mind. I'm not changing my mind. I have an unconditional love. I'm obsessed with you. I'm in love with you. I am for you. I'm going to pursue you. I'm going to shower you. You can get a bad attitude. You can get angry at me. You can turn your back on me. I don't change. Jesus Christ, the same ayer, hoy y siempre. I feel like... If I could say preaching in Spanish, I would have dropped it right there. So the first thing you need to know about God is that God doesn't change. Our God does not change. He's not a God that he would lie. He's not a God that he would change. He is not a changing God. He doesn't change by the wind. He doesn't change by opinion. If everyone on Twitter tries to cancel him, it doesn't change him. He is still going to be the exact same. He's not moved by the poles of public opinion. He's not even moved by your opinion. His, his character and his nature is what you can trust and look to the rest of your life. You can go to his word. You can go to his promises. These are not checks that cannot be 
cashed. These checks can be cashed the rest of your life. His promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. I wish you'd get some more faith in a God that won't change. He won't change. He won't change. Our God does not change. Write down number two, but he changes us. He changes us. Our God changes us. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 18. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another brighter level. As this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. In other words, what God does is he says, I'm going to change you from one level to another level. It's because I like rap music. It's just here in my head. I can't refuse it. I'm on a new level. It was there. I had to say it. Listen, God takes you from one glory to another glory. He doesn't say, listen, what you did in 2016 or who you were in 2012 or what I spoke in 2020 in January. No, he keeps on changing you from one level to another level, to another level, to another level. I want you to put in the chat right now, I'm on a new level because of the spirit and the grace and the love of Jesus Christ. Come on, give him a praise today. I'm on a new level. Why? Why does he do this? Because God doesn't want, to, want you to stay where you are. What kind of a sick father doesn't want their children to grow? No, I want to get my kids in golf lessons, swimming lessons. I want to give them tutors. I want them to get everything they can so they can grow. God wants you to grow. God wants you to change. God wants you to go to another level. So he showers you with love. He showers you with blessing. He showers you with grace. So you don't stay. Anybody thankful that you're not staying where you used to be? Anybody thankful that you're growing by the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ? That's why the Bible says don't conform. The, the, the scriptures literally teach us do not conform but transform. I want to preach to somebody right now. Don't conform to culture. Don't conform to public opinion. Don't conform to what everybody else is doing. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Watch what Romans 12 verse 2 says. Romans 12 verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you behave the way you behave is a reflection of the way you think God is not after behavior modification. He is after transformational thinking and transformational heart issues. Thank him right now. He is, I'm telling you, God's trying to transform you. God's trying to change you. It's not that he's mad at you. It's not that he doesn't love you. It's not that he thinks that you're weak or you're not meager or you're not good enough. No, God sees something bigger. God sees something better. God sees something brighter. You ought to get some faith. I wish somebody would get some faith today. God loves me enough to change me. He'll transform the way that I think. Then you will learn. Then you will learn. So in other words, I don't learn until I'm changed. Oh, gosh. I don't Listen, when I learn that I'm changed, but it, listen, the reason why you ought to not miss a Sunday, the reason why you ought to catch up on Monday through Saturday on our YouTube channel is because when you learn, you're changed. I cannot change until I learn. It is the revelation and the understanding of the facets of his love and his grace that changed me. I don't grow by staying the same. I've got to learn something to change something. So God changes me by his word. The more I learn about his love, the more I'm changed by his love. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good 
and pleasing and perfect. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. In other words, what the Bible's teaching us is that when you learn about his love, you'll learn about how perfect and how awesome and how amazing the love of Jesus Christ is in your life, and then you'll be changed. You'll say, wow, God's will for my life is better than my will for my life. His plan is better than my plan, and I am changed not because I want to change. I am changed because I understand and I receive who he is. Listen, God loves you so much. He, he, he is after your life today. He is pursuing you, and he loves you so much that he wants you to learn about his grace so he can change the rest of your life. God's like, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to change, but I'm going to change you. And the way that I'm going to change you is really simple. I'm going like, to get you onto a new level, kind of like we were talking about earlier in prayer requests about elevators. You ever, by the, by the way, my biggest uh, uh, phobias in life are snakes and elevators. Just a heads up. I despise snakes. Somebody on their story uh, put a rattler snake on their story, and I was like, oh, I was scared in my house on their story. I'm scared of snakes. I'm scared of elevators. My fear on an elevator is that when it goes from one to two to three, we're going to get stuck from two to three. When I see it ding that it made to three, I'm like, when it gets to four, I want, I don't like being on elevators where it takes a long time for the doors to open. Cause I'm always like, just hurry up and open. Why aren't you opening? When, when, when it opens, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm like, want to be first off the elevator. Why? Because my fear is getting stuck. God gets you unstuck from your level by showering down his grace and his love in your life. He lets you know, I'm not going to let you stay right here. Watch what God does. He says, I'm going to revive you. I'm going to restore you. I'm going to redeem you. I'm going to renew you. He re-ups his love in your life to let you know we're not staying here no more. Some of you need to understand that part of 2020 is you getting unstuck. God doesn't want you to be stuck in your ways and stuck in your stinking thinking and stuck on the level you've been at for two years. No, God's trying to elevate you. God's trying to get you to another level of trust and faith and confidence in Jesus. And that cannot happen until you receive who he is in your life. So he just says, listen, I'm going to transform you. I'm going to change you. I'm going to bring you to another level. And the way that I do this, God does this in two ways in your life. He does this through his love, and he does this through circumstance. Let me say it again. God gets you to another level through his love and through circumstance. So God's like, I'm not changing, but I'm going to change you. And the way that I change you is I change you by my love, and I change you through circumstances. In fact, write down point number three today. I love this thought. Challenges lead us to obedience, and obedience leads us to growth. Challenges lead us to obedience, and obedience leads us to growth. So in other words, what God says is that I'm going to elevate your thinking and I'm going to get you to another level. But the way that I'll do this is I will love you so ferociously and I will love you so tenaciously. I will love you with an extravagant love that you will, it, it is my kindness that will lead you to change. It is how much I am for you. Even when you feel awful, even when you feel down, even when you feel broken, I will love you so that you understand that I am a good, gracious God. I will change you by my love, God's love changes us the most and circumstances changes us second. You're like, ah, I don't like this part. 
I don't like being in circumstances that are going to hurt. Watch this part. James chapter 1 verse 2. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So in other words, God says, the reason why I put you in circumstance is because I see you on this level, but you're not complete yet. And you lack some trust or you lack some maturity. So I put you in trial and tribulation. I put you in some, some situations that are going to make you turn to me. Because when that happens, you trust me more. And I can develop you more. And you can obey me more. And then I start to fully get you to the place that you need to grow to. I just want to encourage you. Every time God has moved radically in my life, it was a moment where I understood his love. Or it was a circumstance that changed my life. It was a moment where I go, I can't believe he loves me. I can't believe the cross the finished work of the cross I can't believe his blood I can't believe grace or it's been in a moment where I'm like I can't believe that this is so big and so daunting I need to trust you and look to you every time God has changed my life it's been a moment of love or a circumstance of desperation because circumstance leads to obedience and obedience leads to well I put the word growth but really we could replace the word growth with health you will never grow and be unhealthy at the same time you have to get healthy in order to grow in order for you to grow you you don't grow muscles in a physical body without eating right and having some sort of exercise you don't grow relationships without addressing issues and getting down to the bottom of the dysfunction. You don't grow without facing the situations that are bringing unhealth. God gets us to a place of obedience because obedience leads to trust and trust leads to health. The healthiest version that you'll ever be is the trusting version of yourself where you trust God and you obey God. And when you do that, when you, when you start to operate like that, all of a sudden, you get healthy. Anybody here, you like hate eating healthy? Let me just, just in the chat, throw up your hand. In the MC, throw up your hand. I just, I just, you, you just like hate it. Because like, I, I'm, I'm all good with eating healthy until 8 p.m. I'm very healthy at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., even uh, noon is fine. It's at about 8 p.m. that I'm like, ah. you guys want to go to Chick-fil-A? Because at about 9.30, I'm like, hey, anybody just feeling like a McFlurry tonight? Anybody just vibing McFlurries? Why don't we just stop by? But you cannot, you cannot get healthy and eat unhealthy. That's why God puts us in circumstances that cause us to trust and obey him. Because when I trust God and I obey God, all of a sudden I get the healthiest version of myself. Listen, listen. God does not demand obedience, but he gives a reward on obedience. Watch what it says about Jesus in Hebrews chapter 5. It says, even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. In fact, it says in Hebrews 12 verse 2, for the the joy that was set before him. In other words, there's always a joy attached to obedience. You will be happy. You will be healthy when you obey God. The other day, we were in the car with our family, our minivan, swagger wagon. 
Shout out to Toyota Sienna's. If you got a Toyota Sienna, put it in the chat. Toyota Sienna. And, uh, and my son, I look back, he's got his mom's phone. And he's like playing the game. And I'm like, hey, man, nobody said you could play that game. Give me the phone. Snatched it out of his hands. Put it right there on the console. So I start driving. We're into the drive. About two minutes, it gets quiet. This is unusual. If the, if the car gets quiet, something happened. So I look back, and my man's got the phone again. And I'm like, but my man, I just took the phone away from you. And he looked up like, huh? Like he got caught, like, huh? I'm like, don't give me that face. You disobeyed me. And he's like, oh. So I grab the phone again. I'm like, we're going to have a talk about that, young man. Disobedient. Listen, you cannot please God and disobey God. The way that you show God that you are following is you say, I obey your word, I obey your precepts, and I obey the last thing that you spoke to me. I just want to encourage you today, God's not going to change. 2020 hasn't changed him. A pandemic has not altered the nature and the character of God. He is still the same good God. He is still full of love. He is still full of compassion. You can bank on and you can trust in the goodness and the nature of God. He's not going to change. God's not going to change, but he's going to change you. He's going to change you by his grace. He's going to change you by his love. And by the way, he loves you enough to put you in a circumstance. Maybe the circumstance is 2020. He's going to put you in a circumstance that is going to cause you to obey him like never before. And that obeying God is going to cause you to be healthy. And when you get healthy, you start to grow. But you can't grow until you get healthy. And you can't get healthy until you trust. And you can't trust until God gives you something to obey. Do you see what God's trying to say to you today? You might say, I hate change. And God's like, that's all right. I'm going to put you in a circumstance that challenges you. And that challenge is going to cause you to trust me and obey me and become healthy and grow. God's not mad at you. He's in love with you. And if his love doesn't change you, the circumstance will change you. Somebody thank God today that he is full of mercy. He is full of compassion. He is full of grace. And he is after your life. I just want to remind you what you already know. He is the Lord, your God. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. And he doesn't change. 2020 didn't change the promises. 2020 didn't alter the word of God. We are not going by the whims of culture to change what the Bible says. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. So his word is true. His character is true. His nature is true. The cross is true. Death is real, but so is heaven. Somebody thank him. He is an unchanging God. God's not trying to change himself. He needs no changing. He needs no altering. He needs no fixing. It's you that needs fixing. It's you that needs adjustment. It's you that needs grace. It's you that needs your eyes open. It's you that needs to be healed. You are so broken. You are so weary. You are so tired. You need God. So God loves you just the way you are. He just loves you way too much to leave you that way. He's like, I'm not going to tolerate this. You're so unhealthy. This thinking and this relationship and this life, this is not, you'll never step in to your full potential until you realize my love. And if you can't get my love, maybe it'll be a circumstance. The problem is, is that so many of us run from the challenge because we run from the change. Can I just propose something to you today? 
could God be big enough to love you and put you in a circumstance at the exact same time? He loved Jonah enough to put him in a whale. (laughs) He loved Jesus enough to put him on a cross. He learned obedience through his suffering. Maybe you're like, I hate change. That's why I never do it. Well, maybe up to you. You wouldn't change you. That's why his radical love is overwhelming your life to change the areas of dysfunction and brokenness in your soul mind, in your will, and in your emotions. Part of the racial divide and why we had to go through it is because we need to go through a circumstance that challenges us to bring health where there's been dysfunction. Without the challenge, there is no change. And without the change, there is no growth. And there is no growth without health. And so God is bringing health to an unhealthy part of our world. What unhealthy part of you is God addressing right now? Because wouldn't it be nice to be like, I'm good, I'm good. You ever talk to somebody, you're like, how you doing? They're like, I'm good. How are you really doing? It's always the second one that's like, no, I wasn't kidding. I want to know, how is your soul? Whoa, chill out, Dr. Phil. But if you sat down with Jesus and Jesus loved you enough to look you in the eyes and say, how you doing? How are you really doing? I think most of us would probably answer regrettably, I'm I'm not doing that good. I'm not doing that good. Well, what's what's not good? I a lot of things. My thinking, my soul, my relationships. I'm not in a good place. 2020 has been harder than I thought it would be. And here comes God. No change. Full of change. Because he changes us by his love and the circumstance that you're in. I think God knows that we hate change so much. So he doubles down on these two. I'm going to love you ferociously. And I'm going to place you in environments that are going to cause you to obey and trust and look to me. Like financial places where you're like, God, if you do not provide, I need to trust God if you don't show up in my home in this relationship, God, if you don't come fix me, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's a circumstance that's changing you. And it's his love that causes you to cry out. It's who he is. It's his nature. It's the fact I can count on him. As long as the day is, I can count on God. As surely as the sun will get up tomorrow, I know I can trust in him and look to him because he has found himself to be faithful and true in my life. So I will not falter and I will not weary in looking to my God and trusting in him. 
I, I, I put this up this last week. I put this up in a in, in a uh, in a quote, and 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 maybe you saw this on social media. But I was I was astounded by the reaction that it received. I was I was taken back by by the response. In fact, I saw uh, yesterday over 3,600 people had retweeted this on Instagram alone. 3,600 people had shared this on their story. Let me just read this quote to you because I think it's so true. Healthy things grow. Growing things change. Changing things challenge. Challenging things drive us to God. Trusting God leads us to obedience. Obedience leads us to health. And healthy things grow. I just want to encourage you. God is not obsessed with your growth. He is obsessed with your health. And he will do anything he can to get you to a healthy place. Because he knows when you are healthy, the growth will take off. Somebody thank him right now. He's working in me so I can get my mind right and my soul right and my life right. So I can grow like crazy. Jesus, I thank you. And I speak.